Rabbi Kenneth Brander, the Boca Raton Synagogue, Boca Raton, Florida, Parshas Baloscha, Calibrating Our Compass. Parshas Baloscha seems to be a series of events and stories that look, at first blush, to be totally disjointed. It begins with a series of events that enable the Jewish people to move from being a nomadic people to a nation coming home to its homeland. The completion of the tabernacle, the gift of the menorah to Aaron, the initiation of the Levium to be the guardians of the temple, and the establishment of an institution known as Pesach Sheni, enabling those who will live far away from the tabernacle or temple to have a second opportunity to offer the Paschal sacrifice. It continues with how the Jewish people should complete their travel, highlighting the role of the clouds of glory, the fashioning of trumpets that will help move the Jewish people, the positioning of the tribes in the march, and the second encounter between Moshe and Yisro, where Moshe asks Yisro to join us on the final leg of the Jewish people's odyssey, actualizing the final component of redemption, living in the land of Eretz Israel. And then they begin their march, and all of a sudden, at the end of chapter 10, we are introduced to two verses, the verses that are familiar to most of us, the verses that celebrate the idea of Vayihi B'Tzoa Aron Vayomer Moshe, Kuma Hashem V'yafutsu Oivecha V'yanusu Misanecha Mipanecha. The first verse highlighting the idea that God will miraculously empower us to capture the land of Israel by dispersing our enemies and by causing them to flee. But yet, as we are aware of, these verses are found trapped in two upside-down nuns, which the Talmud considers to be a way of suggesting that they are a separate book of the Bible, misplaced. And then the book, the Parsha, Abaloscha, continues with the three-day journey. And then, after the three-day journey, there is a complaint about the fact that the Jewish people are only eating man. They want meat. They want quail. They want hard food to be able to consume. The next story is the challenge by Eldad and Medad to the leadership of Moshe. And then the challenge of Miriam to the leadership of Moshe or the marriage of Moshe that Moshe separates from his wife. And then in next week's Torah portion, you have the challenge of the spies to the centrality of land of Israel, and then in the Parsha after that, the rebellion of Korach against the leadership of Moshe and Aaron. Rabbi Soloveitchik tried to explain the progression of events in these Torah portions. Rabbi Soloveitchik explained that the Jewish people in the beginning of Parsha Baloscha were going to march to their final destination, the land of Israel, to live a messianic lifestyle in which they would be a light to the rest of the world. But the problem which interrupted this march was the fact that the Jewish people did not understand the role, the segula quality, the unique quality that is found often in various objects, in various persons, and in various places. The march ends when the Jewish people look at food not as a means to an end, to create sacred moments in time, a means to which one can find spirituality in this world, but rather as an end in itself. 
The Jewish people had enough food, but they wanted more. Moshe Rabbeinu, who was able to handle the spiritual challenge of the golden calf, could not handle their lack of understanding of the role of materialism. The march ends when the Jewish people don't understand the quintessential prophetic role that Moshe played, panim el panim, that he spoke to God directly. And the march was stopped because the Jewish people could not understand that Eretz Israel was not just another land, but had segula qualities that could not be concretized in words, that was a special treasure that the Jewish people were being given by God. And the march was interrupted when the Jewish people could not understand the central role of the leaders of Moshe and Aaron and how that relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu could not be challenged. The Gemara tells us in Shabbos that there will come a time in which the upside-down noons will be lifted and those verses, Vayihib and Saron, which celebrate the march, which celebrate our ability to actualize our full potential, our full ability to play the messianic role that we're supposed to play to be a light to the rest of the world will happen. But it will only happen when we will understand the segula qualities, the values that are found in our relationships, that are found in materialism, that are found in our leaders, and that are found within Eretz Israel. Only when we understand the segula qualities of these various aspects of this world and are able to calibrate our Veltanchang on life through this prism, will Vayihib and Saron be lifted from its prison of upside-down nuns and we will be able to celebrate a lifestyle that is consistent with the values of a messianic experience, with the full norms and mores of Torah Judaism. Shabbat Shalom.